0: Don't touch that mouse. You are listening to Meet the Elite Podcast, where we bring business professionals together to promote their businesses and products to the world. Keep it right here. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to the show. This is your host, Phil. And my next guest here is Bruce Andrews. And he's a poet, performance writer, as well as a whole bunch of other different things. And he's from New York, New York. How are you doing today, Bruce?
1: Okay, so far.
0: Glad to hear it. So, Bruce, can you tell us all a little bit more about yourself and all the different things you do?
1: Well, uh, where do you want me to start? From um, the beginning, or what I'm currently doing, or...
0: I would say uh, maybe your current projects you're working on.
1: Okay. Well, let me just backtrack a little bit, because, as you said, I, I've, I've done a lot of things since I've been in New York, and even before that, so i am basically juggled two different careers over my over the last fifty-some years. Uh, One is uh, political science, and the other is poetry and related arts that I've been collaboratively involved in. So, uh, the first, and so basically I started doing those two things at the same time. So, uh, in the beginning of my time, my first stint in graduate school, getting a master's degree, um, I started writing poetry. And, at the time I was planning. I started writing, in fact, and corresponding with poets and submitting work to magazines and getting chapbooks and things published, all while I was in grad school. So I've always done those two things at the same time, and it never seemed as if I needed to, to stop. Uh, obviously, being a poet, you cannot survive financially on anything that you would ever earn as a poet. So most poets that I know either have jobs like I did in some completely different world to to make a living, or most of them increasingly now become English professors teaching literature or creative writing. So I never did that, but I had a day job, essentially, as a political science scholar and teacher that allowed me to be on the side, in a sense, an artist. And once I had tenure, which was about 40 years ago, uh, I could essentially quit the non-teaching aspects of being a political scientist and concentrate now that I'm in New York City on being an artist and a poet and collaborating with other people so I've just kept doing those two things at the same time all at once I retired from teaching about almost ten years ago now so that's that's given me you know in the last ten years I've had even more time to to make sound designs and music for Sally Silvers who's my a partner uh, and her dance troupe and her concerts and I've worked with filmmakers and visual artists and theater people to do various projects and, and that's all made possible partly by two things one having a source of income outside of poetry and two being in New York City which is something that just completely opened my eyes to what was possible um, for, for a poet and an artist to be able to do something I had no idea about when I was in grad school before coming here.
0: Got it. All right, Bruce. And um what else would you like to share with us before I let you go today? We have about a minute or so left here on the show.
1: Well, um right now I'll just mention what I've what I said when they said to tell me about your business in this question. Um I've been my daily life is writing poetry, doing the music for the projects of Sally Silvers and Dancers. For instance, her critically acclaimed concert in late 2022, Pandora's New Kickstain, archiving more my more than 50 years of work to prepare boxes and boxes of material for institutional acquisition, and this year, as a major departure for me as a non-reader of fiction, I basically don't stop reading fiction in college. Uh, embarking on a book project, a hybrid of a book-length hybrid of poetry, fiction, commentary, poetics theorizing current events, documentation, especially about fascism, authoritarianism, and the war in Ukraine, et cetera, related to and in collaboration with the transgressive fiction of the acclaimed Russian novelist Vladimir Sorokin, whose translator Max Lawton I've been working with. So that's daily life around here in New York City these days, post barely post-pandemic. So,
0: Gotcha. All right. And Bruce, we, we are out of time here, but what's the best way our listeners could reach out to you and talk with you more?
1: Reach out and talk to me. Well, I mean, they'd have to either move to New York City and hang out face to face, or they could. Uh, you can access my timeline on Facebook, which is open to everybody. Uh, you can leave me a message there. Uh, I don't think I want to give out my personal email over the over the line, but uh, Facebook is a way to access me. I'm also on LinkedIn, but I haven't been active in that for for a number of years.
0: All right. Right, and there's
1: a ton of material of mine online. Uh, you know, there's a Wikipedia page about my work, and there's, as I said, t- quite a bit of material. I've published about thirty, thirty to forty books and chapbooks of poetry, a book of essays on poetics, and a lot of that. A lot of that material is online. A lot of commentary about my work, interviews, all kinds of things. So Google me would be probably the easiest way to find out more about me or, you know, send me a message on Facebook.
0: All right. Well, Bruce, thank you once again for joining us today on the show.
1: All right. A pleasure.
0: All right. Well, you take care of yourself and have a great rest of your day.
1: All right. Thanks very much.
0: You're welcome. The rest of our listeners stay right here. We'll be right back after these messages.